Hey everyone, producer Joe here. Just want to drop a quick note that we were having some technical difficulties, so the audio is not the normal quality, but I did the best I could to clean it up and hopefully it doesn't affect your experience too much, but I want to give you all a heads up going in. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host on this last live edition of the MTM podcast for 2020. Joined as always by my co-host Mark Osterman and Joe Chung. And we have a great show for you this week. We are going to talk travel, specifically our favorite trips of 2020, what we're looking forward to in 2021, and our favorite holiday memories on the road over the years. Plus, we're going to take reader questions, including which major program we expect to devalue next. We have rapid fires and more. If you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for that. Milestomemories.com is where you can find 30 to 50 posts per week and deals, tips, miles and points related. Don't miss out on that. Plus, if you want to dive deeper into the world of miles and points, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories gets you access to our diamond Patreon, which is private Facebook, private Discord, and bonus content every single week. Just $10 a month. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. Thanks so much for listening to the MTM podcast this year. Let's hit it. So gentlemen, uh, Joe, how has your week been? You've been uh, hanging out with the in-laws, right? Yeah, we are down in New Jersey. Got my first COVID test on Saturday. So really cleared up my sinuses. Those of you who've had a test before, I guess uh, you know that, but got a rapid test. My wife and I tested negative and then we came down on Sunday. So we've just been hanging out here. It's been really nice. Uh, you know, the kids are super happy. Uh, we're still teaching from here. So it's a little bit different not having our home set up. But honestly, the only thing that is annoying is that due to all the shipment delays and stuff like that, we've had like a million packages arrive at home, including our freaking Christmas cards that we ordered over Thanksgiving. So I had to send my mother-in-law a next day UPS label to ship our Christmas cards from Massachusetts to here so that we can get them out. And hopefully they'll arrive to people before December, uh, before 2021. But you know, I'm not holding my breath. So these uh, shipment delays, UPS, FedEx, USPS, all these delays driving me nuts. I bet you it's driving resellers nuts as well. Yeah, thankfully, uh, we use UPS, which has been a little bit better. We've been backing off a little bit on postal service, but we had a few buyers really upset with us. And what can you you can do about it? I had a package coming from Michigan that just sat there for five days. Nothing got done in Detroit, Mark. So I know how your postal service uh, workers are uh, out there. But yeah, it's everywhere. It's They're everywhere. They're bad. I, w I was reading an article about um, like Philadelphia and they have their trucks are waiting like 10 hours in line just to unload because they have no room to drop stuff off because they're getting so slammed with packages. You know, all these people are buying stuff and shipping stuff and sending presents when they normally be meeting up with family and everything. So they're getting slammed and they just didn't hire enough help, even though they knew this was coming. So uh, it's crazy, man. Like there's stuff that's been sitting there for a month, just piled on top of each other. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. So the, the trick is to do next day shipment and it'll probably get there in like two or three days. And then you file a claim and you will get it for free. So, oh yeah, you, you wrote an article about that. Oh, I was panicking. Actually, my friend gave me a label because, uh, you know, Merry Christmas to me. But yes, good call. All right, so moving on. Um, so I hear congratulations are in order, Joe. Is that true? What? What for? What? 
The Jets are not going to be an 0-16 oh, team now. shut up. Shut up. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. I don't want I don't want. I don't want to talk about this. Okay, it's the holidays. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it positive. We're moving on from the Jets. Okay. Do not bring that up right now. Okay, so I don't think I told either of you this, but like Sunday, uh Kirsten comes in and she's like, Mark, get up, get up, get up right now. Hurry up, get up. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? Where's the fire? And she's like, in the bathroom. <laughs> well, those are always good words to hear from your wife. <laughs> so you know, like uh, Saturday night, I went in the kids' room to check on them. We have an old house, so we have baseboard heat, electric baseboard. So, you know, I noticed their room was cold. I went out in the, you know, to the box, electrical box, and it had been tripped. So I was like, oh, you know, we were cleaning and stuff, and we mopped the floor uh, in the bathroom. So maybe like some water touched something and, and tripped it or whatever. So I flipped it back on and went to bed, and I woke up to uh, the wiring in the wall smoking out through the the window frame like it was coming out there's like a little gap what, what am i looking for here gentlemen help me out the trim okay so there was a gap in the trim and there's like a little bit of and the smoke was just like filtering out of it and i'm like oh great this is awesome luckily it had tripped again whenever the wire started to burn so it was off nobody got injured we still haven't had an electrician come out to take a look at it to tell us what's going on and what has to get replaced so Looking forward to that bill next week. We shall see, you know, the joys of home ownership when it's an old house. Do you not have heat right now? Uh, no, I mean, each one is like on its own little circuit breaker and stuff. So it, just it's the bathroom. Yeah, well, it's affecting like the bathroom in one of the bedrooms, but we just put like a little space heater in there. Um, but it, you know, with the heat from the rest of the house usually drifts in. So it's not bad. It's it, it's on sometimes. So we're, we're able to make do, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to hopefully they don't have to rip any walls and stuff. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. our heat went out twice as well. And including like I had to have someone come in like the day before we left. And it was like super stressful because I don't want the heat to go out while we're gone and, you know, come home and like my entire house is like floating in water. Uh, because of a burst pipe or something like that. You know, this is all stuff had, that Sean worries I've about in the desert, I'm sure. <laughs> I've I've had a burst pipe in it. It was in the same bathroom when we remodeled the bathroom and they were demoing it. I guess they nicked one of the pipes and they, the pipes actually run through our attic. So we didn't have like good insulation when we bought the house and stuff and they just froze up. So we put like a heater in, you know, in the room where the water tank is and stuff trying to unclog it and left some of the faucets open. And luckily, I just came home. I was at work, and I came home. I was driving to go visit a customer or something. I was, I'm going to go check on it. And I opened the door, and water is shooting down from the ceiling, like in a jet stream into the bathroom. But, I mean, it must have been within minutes because there wasn't really any standing water and stuff, and it didn't flood outside the bathroom. So somehow, I ended up timing it perfectly and went ran and shut off the... Uh, the main shut off and stuff and it, you know we had to replace a little bit of drywall but it wasn't as bad as it would have been if i hadn't come back all day like destruction so i get the i get your fears dude when i was uh like the first year i had the house you know this is like 15 years ago i went to la over february break so like you know we have president's week off so i went to la to visit my friend and i just remember we went out one night and then i came home and i checked my phone and I had like seven messages from my roommate. And each one, the first one was like, uh, Joe, there's like a little water trickling out of the ceiling. Uh, I'm not too sure what's going on. And each successive one got more and more freaked out. The fourth or fifth one was like, uh, there's a flood. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, it took him seven messages. You know, it's a duplex uh, or a two family. So luckily the guy downstairs knew how to turn off the main because my roommate couldn't figure it out. But... <laughs> 
But each successive message, I had gone out to like a nice steak dinner or something with my buddy because, you know, we used to like bet steak dinners on stuff. And, you know, I was like, you know, pretty tipsy and had a lot of nice food. And then I was listening to these messages like one at a time and like all the blood was like rushing out of my face because it was like the first like real homeowner thing that I'd had to deal with. And I wasn't even there. That free uh, fancy steak dinner just ended up costing you like triple. Actually, I made money off the insurance on that one. So not too bad. Not too bad. Nice. Are you guys ready to get into the show? Are you ready to talk travel? Yes. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I can talk home improvement for the rest of the episode. <laughs> when we own old houses, Sean. We have lots of stories. Yeah, you we, don't, funny we is- don't live in warm Las Vegas, okay? We have to deal with freezing things. Yeah, we have to like I- we have to actually clean out gutters. You probably don't even have gutters. Yeah, I had to shovel for like four <laughs> hours the other day, all right? I do have gutters, but I was going to talk about winterizing because it's funny. Every year, like the first time it's about to go under 32 degrees, like on the low, because everyone for a few days will get like a low below 32 degrees. They freak out on the news and tell everybody how they have to winterize their pipes. And by the pipes, they mean the one pipe that comes from the house for like the, the, the landscaping. And so you see everybody in Vegas, they go out and they put like tape and they try to winterize. And that's our version of winterizing our pipes. And every year it's on the news, like, make sure you winterize your pipe coming out of your hunt. So there you go. That's how we do it in, uh, in Las Vegas. And I've never had a pipe burst. So there you go. But let's talk about how we do the holidays because it's almost Christmas time. Hanukkah's over now. And we enjoyed our eight crazy nights of that. And uh, Chinooka, you mean? Yes, Chinooka. That is how I spell it. I always smoke it. Smoke your Happy knee, Happy Chinooka, everyone. I don't even know what Chinooka is. <laughs> I've always spelled it that way. That's my favorite way to uh, spell it. But that's over. But travel, I think, goes hand in hand for a lot of people. Kids are out of school. Some people like to go visit their parents. Some people like to go overseas. I know we know a lot of people that go on big trips around the holidays, right? Uh, that use this time to go. Get as far away from home as they possibly can. So we thought we would talk about our favorite holiday trips in the past and then places we would like to go for the holidays in the future. I know Mark and I have talked a little bit about the Christmas markets in Germany. So I know that that's on my list for the future, but I have done some interesting trips in the past. Did you guys travel a lot for the holidays? I normally do not travel holidays. I kind of call it like how New New Year's Eve is like the drinking night for all the, uh, you know, rookies out there, rookie drinkers and stuff just gets crazy. I've always tried to avoid holiday travel because, you know, it's always people that don't travel a lot and are at the airport and they're messing everything up and they're all angry and it's just not a good experience. So I try to avoid it, you know, and I always want the kids to be home when they wake up on Christmas and everything. So that's been big for me. We always traveled as a kid to go and we would stay at like my grandparents' house or cousin's house. And we never really, I never really got to wake up at home. So that's something I wanted my kids to have. So I don't travel that much. We did go to New York one year for Christmas. So uh, Kirsten could see the tree and everything. We didn't love it, love the experience, but I do want to go to Christmas markets, which I know won't necessarily be during the holidays, but you know, it happens in the gap between thanksgiving and christmas so that was on we actually had planned on going this year but of course that that didn't happen so hopefully maybe next year i don't know we we shall see but that is something that is high on my list for sure yeah so i was doing research on christmas markets i am turning 40 this week so i my oh. original plan oh yeah happy birthday thank you thank you my original plan was i was gonna make my entire family go with me so i i real i found out that 
Christmas markets are over by Christmas, and that doesn't work with our school schedule and stuff like that. But uh, in Switzerland, they have, I don't know if they call them holiday markets or New Year's markets, but in Switzerland, they have markets that continue to go through until like New Year's Day. That's what I want to do. Like, I want to go to Switzerland this break and do the New Year's markets and stuff like that. But of course, that all went to 2020. But, you know, I think Christmas markets are a great idea and something that I really want to do uh, sometime. Now, I've been to Asia a lot during the holidays to like visit family. Um, and so I, you know, definitely want to say that like, Cities like Hong Kong really get festive with the lights. I know Sean is familiar with the harbor uh, in Hong Kong. And one day, Mark, you will take Cathay Pacific out there. We know. Uh, you know, yes. you're going to bring your own bottle bring... of Kikoman to yes, Hong Kong. I'm going to bring the soy sauce that actually has salt in it. That's what I'm going to bring with Indeed. me. Indeed. <laughs> but, you know, they they light up the harbor like very festively and you know it's great to like walk around and stuff like that um i was actually thinking that like this is the year that i would love to be in new york for christmas because i agree you know i don't like going to rockefeller center you know the tree looks great but the crowds are like crazy but this year you know every picture you see of the crowds outside rockefeller like whether it's on the tonight show or snl or whatever they'll show pictures outside sometimes and it's like there's no one there ever uh which is of course sad like we talked about with bethany the other day but this is kind of like the year that I wish that uh, we could visit New York. But anyway, those are kind of my thoughts. What about you, Sean? Where would you uh, like to go or where have you been? I, this question made me think of we don't travel since we started reselling. We almost never travel now during this season because it's so busy. And we take a lot of like post Christmas trips, like New Year's trips and stuff like that. But I remember this cool trip when we were on our around the world trip and we were in New Zealand for Christmas Eve and we actually flew to Australia on Christmas Day. Because, you know, if you fly on Christmas Day, it's cheaper. Uh, so that's why we, we utilize that. But I remember how cool it was because we did all of our holiday shopping in New Zealand. And by all of our holiday shopping, I mean buying our son a few toys because we were all backpackers. That's all we had was in our backpacks. And we convinced him, though, that Santa knew where he was in the world and that Santa would find him. And we weren't sure if we could pull it off because he was like getting a little bit up there in age. And this was probably the last year that we'd be able to, to keep the Santa thing going course if kids are listening out there santa is completely real and he does find you wherever you are but anyway we, we woke up that morning he was so happy to get the presents we got on a plane went to australia and we were in melbourne and i remember that i was so worried that nothing would be open and we found out of course that things were open and and it was a great uh, great christmas day so we yeah, had not a lot of history traveling right on the holidays for me most of my family lives nearby so visiting family we don't have to go out of town but I do remember that being a cool memory. And the Christmas market's high on my list, obviously, for, for pre-holiday in the future. Like Mark said, uh, we were planning on going. And I hope to go very soon. I've been to the Easter markets and really love them. So looking forward to, to that. And, yeah, I mean, Rockefeller Center, I've been there. It's okay. I like I – like, <laughs> I mean, I, I like it just as much outside of Christmas time, I guess. So – I mean, uh, the tree this year looked pretty, uh, pretty amazing with all those holes in it. So definitely would have uh, liked to have seen that. You know, I was listening to, I think it might have been Disney Dish podcast, but they were talking about how they always, I can't remember what the word is, but they always like hammer on branches to all these trees. Um, and so like, you know, if you look at Rockefeller tree now, it looks pretty good because they've added on all those extra branches. And they said it's something that they do every year, but like this year something happened where they didn't manage to do it. Uh, you know, and so that first picture where 
the tree looked terrible, like came out first. Like, but all the like Disney World trees, Disneyland trees, stuff like that, they all get extra branches nailed in. So, you know, they're not the actual tree. You know, they fill in those holes. It was Disney dish. So I guess we give them because I did hear that. And I think it was talking about the, uh, the history of the Disneyland Christmas tree, right? How it used to be a real tree. And now, of course, in modern times, it's a plastic tree like all the other ones. Uh, that we see everywhere, or most of the other ones. Because Rockefeller Center, that's still a real tree, right? Yeah, they like cut it down from Canada or something and bring it in, yeah. But most places these days with the giant trees, they're fake. They don't cut them down anymore. They just bring them in. But yeah, I mean, uh, Christmas trees are fun. The holidays are fun. But I don't. I always associate this time of year with staying home. I don't know. I don't know why. But I know that millions of people get in their sleighs and they traverse the world to go see each other and let us know, you know, let us uh, know on our Facebook group or on Twitter where you like to go for the holidays and we'd love to discuss it. Now we're going to move on to a reader's Facebook question. Uh, Matt wrote, with the pandemic wreaking havoc on the travel industry, who will be the first to devaluate American program? American. I'm just going to, I always will just say American. (laughs) That's not a bad uh, guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody can do a, a devaluation in the next six to 12 months just because of the backlash they'll get. Maybe it'll be like a, a silent devaluation where they add like a hotel adds a new category or something like that, or they move around some hotels, move more up than down, which is a pretty standard yearly thing. But I don't see anybody just coming in with a mass devaluation over the next year because they're struggling to get people in the door as it is. So they don't need any more bad press. So that's kind of my feel, but I mean, go with the 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 mainstay devaluers like Hilton, American, United, something like that is what I could see. One thing I didn't realize, but Dustin from Waller's Wallet said on the Festivus episode of the Observation Deck, he mentioned that, I guess I had forgotten this, but United and Delta, they had a mini devaluation like towards the beginning of the pandemic because they, in the past, their partners still had like kind of a set award chart and you could still like kind of know like how much you had to pay if you were using a partner award, but now United and Delta have gone to dynamic for both of those as well. So I agree with you, Mark, that it's going to be a real hard sell for an airline to do like a big devaluation right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are like little things like more dynamic pricing or that's like the beauty, quote unquote, in these airlines not having award charts anymore because they can devalue by like changing the prices without actually publicly saying that it's a devaluation. They can just creep those miles prices up. So, you know, I do think, I mean, it's funny, but like if we think about who's going to devalue, it's like all the legacy carriers, like those are the first that, you know, we would expect. Whereas even like foreign carriers or even the low cost carriers, like I feel more comfortable that they would devaluate or they would be less likely to devalue just because historically, you know, they haven't been jerks like that. And the one thing we've learned, I think, from American uh, U.S.-based airlines is that they will take any opportunity they can to get what's theirs. So I would expect that they're all going to devalue. It's just a matter of, like you say, Joe, when it's okay, like when the consumers will allow it to happen. Right now we would say, oh, my God, you can't devalue in the middle of a pandemic. But once the pandemic is over and a little bit of time has passed, one of the airlines or one of the programs will break rank and they'll devalue and then all of the other ones will follow. And they're going to get their money back in some way or the other. They become incredibly generous. They've had to take huge losses with these programs that general that generally generate revenue, and they're going to get that back in time. So I say we enjoy it while we can, and then it's going to be pretty brutal the day that the first airline or hotel program devalues. Because I think if 
people don't have a huge backlash towards that, then you'll see everybody else follow in line. Maybe we should say Hyatt will be the first one because remember that they were supposed to do all the the uh, dynamic pricing and they put it off until next year. Although that's already been like said that they're going to do, so I guess that's kind of cheating. But at some point in the next you know next year, they're going to roll that out where they have the dynamic pricing and depending on the time of year, the price could go up for each category. So man, I forgot about pick. all that. Yeah, just forgot think about, about all that. that. And then wh- who's going to be the first airline that when they said. We're not gonna, you know, charge you to change tickets anymore. I was just gonna ask here. that. I was just gonna, <laughs> gonna ask be the first that one that's a, for life. Never mind. We just spent for six months. <laughs> yeah. Or my question was gonna be, how many years do you think it is until the first airline goes back on that? I, I think two years. I would you know? go under two. Yeah, I think under two. Or two years from when they announced. So like summer of twenty twenty two. Like I think that's when we'll. Yeah. That, Sounds about right to me. So the other question that we have, Mark, is about whether we're still cashing out points. And are you still cashing out the ultimate rewards? No, I actually wrote a, a post about this that I kind of I've kind of put a pause on it, cashing out all the stuff. I had cashed out all my ultimate rewards down to zero. I'd cashed out a couple chunks of uh, membership rewards too. So with all these things kind of getting shut down, you know, Walmart having issues with money orders and and you know, Visa gift cards being less useful and plastic and PayPal key ending and Best Buy having, you know, issues where there's not much demand for it right now and stuff. I've kind of just said, you know what, I'm going to put a pause on this and there's no rush. I had been cashing out as I've been earning, you know, I'm going to start building it back up. And then we have until, you know, April for pay yourself back. And if you have a Schwab card, you can cash out membership rewards at any time. So I think we're going to just stock stockpile it for a little bit and see how it plays out. You know, look, four months down the road, three, four months down the road from now and see where we're at and then make a decision. Then, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see pay yourself back extended. So we might be able to push it out even further, but that's kind of where I'm at. Plus travel is going to be start picking up. So I kind of need to hold back some points. That's kind of where I'm at. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm not really cashing out much anymore. I cashed out a bunch of ultimate rewards. I just cashed out a bunch of arrival points that I had, uh, thankfully on grocery purchases. Uh, that Blast from the past. Do. Yeah, I had those sitting there, and I uh, was able to finally do it. I didn't have any expenses to use them against. There are some tricks you can use uh, to, to do that, but thankfully I was able to do it with grocery purchases. But those are really cash equivalents anyway. I mean, they're not really uh, uh, points like Chase Ultimate Rewards. Yeah, I'm not cashing out too much anymore, still waiting and seeing, although I'm still open to doing it while I have the opportunity. Uh, what about you, Joe? Yeah, I haven't really cashed out anything, and I don't think I – plan to i don't know i i i know that the like logical thing is to cash out and to kind of make sure bitcoin buy bitcoin (laughs) yeah make make sure you kind of retain that value in something uh more fungible like cash but i have said it many times like i get the miles and points to take trips that i couldn't otherwise take and once i convert it to cash like the closest that i can get is like i have built up like maybe a thousand dollars in travel bank credit in JetBlue. And so I'd probably, since it's getting so high, I might use that to like pay for mint flights in cash. But in general, like I do not like paying cash for flights. Like once I move something to cash, like I don't use it for my travel anymore, which is the whole reason why I earn miles and points. So, you know, I've still been really hesitant uh, to do that, but I know that I can get it done before April if I need to. So, you know, if there's a devaluation happens before then or whatever, I'll do that. But I'm thinking it's unlikely that I will do that. 
And I should just add that I'm so buried trying to get everything done before the end of the year. Because as I've said on the podcast before, I'm not always on top of that stuff. So yeah, just trying to get all my credits, all my other stuff, uh, made sure that it's all done now. Because you always uh, so wait till the, the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, but you can't wait till the very end of the year because things have to post in this year. So I got to take care of that. So I'm more worried about that than cashing in uh, points uh, right now. Well, of course, we talked about that on the last show. So we don't have to talk about all of that again. Quick note from the Diamond Chat. Doug B, you know, said that Alaska joining One World, that might be a good time to devalue. So that's one of the airlines we didn't mention. So just want to shout that out. I mean, that's a good call. You know, when airlines join new alliances, uh, that might be a time to devalue, which I'm kind of crossing my fingers. That doesn't happen because I want to use my Alaska miles to get to Hong Kong. But who knows if it'll happen in time. Everything's a race against the clock right now with some of these mileage programs that I have. All right. And that's going to bring us to our last topic of today. And that's going to be our favorite trip of 2020 as we record this, our last live episode of the year. Next week, we will have uh, some special episodes with special clips, our favorite segments, and our favorite reviews uh, of the podcast. Favorite negative reviews. Yeah, <laughs> mean, it's like mean tweets, baby. <laughs> so you'll have that to look forward to uh, for the New Year's show. But So this is our last live show. So what is your favorite trip of this 2020 year. We all did take trips this year, I think. So we should all have uh, an answer, but the list wouldn't be quite as long as it normally would be. What about you, Mark? Yeah. I mean, 2020 was kicking off really good. Um, in January and February, I took, I think five or six trips, something like that. So it was, it was rolling out and I had some big ones planned this summer. So it was rolling out to be probably my best travel year ever. Um, as far as like the, the type of destinations I was going to and the amount and all that stuff. This is such a sad setup, man. <laughs> I'm so sad listening to this. Yeah. I was supposed to go to Chernobyl and, you know, Hawaii for our 15 year anniversary, all kinds of cool stuff. But I'd like to say my Vancouver trip because so many memories from that. And that will be in next week's uh, greatest hits. Spoiler podcast. alert. Come on, man. <laughs> so I'd like to say that, but I, I'm going to have to, you know, that was like a, basically it was for the flight. It's the only time I've ever done that where I've gone somewhere just for the flight. I always wanted to go to Vancouver, but I was there for, you know, less than 24 hours. I was on the ground and Vancouver is a beautiful place. Awesome city. I had a, you know, a great time just kind of checking out what I could check out and then flying back. So it was a quick trip, but that's probably the one place I, I would definitely need to go, get back to that I went to early on in the year, but the trip has to be the meetup in New Orleans. It was crazy fun. We had over 100 people, Miles Points lovers, all meet up. It was Mardi Gras weekend, which if you uh, were there, you know I passed out before the Mardi Gras parades because I did not sleep the night before. That's how much fun we were having. But um, it was a crazy environment. That's the type of stuff that we hope to, to be able to do going forward. I just had so much fun that weekend. We talk, I still talk to people about it that were there, You know how much fun we had and how we want to go back and it kind of was like right before the end, before everything shut down. So it was, it was pretty cool that we had those memories to kind of push us through all of this. But yeah, that would be my trip of the year. Joe should have been there. You know, you were saving it because you said you only got your one trip. That would have been your one trip. <laughs> Never again, man. You missed 100% of the trips you don't take. Yeah. Oh. How about you, Joe? It's my fault. It's my fault. What's your yeah. favorite one? Yeah. You know, I only took one trip where I flew anywhere. So sad to think about. And that was to Disney World. And that that was a great trip. But, you know, I got to say, I think I think one year, one thing that this year has really made me realize is that 
you know, my time with my parents, you know, they're both healthy right now is really precious. So my favorite trip was, you know, we went down to the Poconos, we rented a house, my family, my parents, my sister's family, you know, we were just there for a week, just kind of doing nothing. There was a pool at the house, but other than that, we really did very little, but I think, you know, just, you ate, you ate 4,700 eggs. That's what you did. We did eat the 4,700. I mean, (laughs) if that didn't make it the best trip of the year, I don't know what else would, but so getting to travel with them, uh, being here now, you know, I think is what I appreciate the most. And I think that's my favorite trip of the year. And of course, going to, they were with us or my parents were with us in Disney world as well. It was uh, actually, it was my sister and my parents and our kids. So, you know, it was almost like a old school trip because none of our spouses were there and stuff like that. So, you know, that was nice too, but I think just traveling with my parents, you know, we have a lot that we hope to do together in 2021 and 2022, just because we want to check things off of their bucket list while they're still healthy and they can still travel. So it was great to go to the Poconos with them, but hopefully in 2021, we can uh, actually get on a plane and go somewhere. So, you know, that was uh, my trip of 2021. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I was trying to think of what my my favorite uh, thing would be. I know the Atlantis was my most memorable stay of 2020, although I think I have very fond memories of staying on the Vegas Strip. Uh, I'm sitting here in the Rio at this suite that I'm in right now, which I'll review on the YouTube channel, and uh, it's far from special or my favorite place in the world that I've ever been, but I've had some amazing stays at Caesars Palace, Planet Hollywood, all kinds of places on the Strip. But yeah, I, I think ultimately it was spending time with my family down in the Bahamas, I guess, uh, you know, Baja Mar. And then that, that whole trip was three weeks. So it was really cool because I did that. I did Disney World. I did New York with my friends. So I kind of got to do like a buddy trip, a family trip and Disney all kind of combined back to back to back. So I don't know that you could do better than that. For 2021, I'm really looking forward to bringing my dad to, to Europe, to Scotland and England and France. He's always wanted to go. I've been baiting him during the entire pandemic very similar situation to Joe, just trying to take advantage while he's healthy and he can still do this stuff. And uh, I've been telling him, you know, just stay safe, stay healthy. We're going to go. So hopefully I'm hoping, you know, around Labor Day of 2021 uh, that we'll be able to go, that all the vaccines will be done and everything else. Thankfully, miles and points will allow me to, to maybe plan that trip a little bit later than some other people would. So I don't have to have it on the books right now, but I'm looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward to just traveling again. I miss the ability to just go somewhere. And I've noticed that even to like get out and stay at a strip, a strip hotel in Las Vegas, there's some sort of a burden to it that I never felt before when it came to travel. And I hope that that goes away and that I can just be carefree in the hotels. And I did love New Orleans. That was fun too. Although Mark, was uh, something else there. Like I always have to point out every time Mark, we talk about Mark Norman. was 11, level 11. Yes, he level, was. I mean, uh, for 2021, what I'm looking forward to is, uh, you know, I'm planning on going to Oktoberfest in Munich. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I got a buddy going and his girlfriend most likely. So I think we're going to hit uh, the Swiss Alps before that and then take a train up to Munich and, and do that. So I'm looking forward to that um, as well as we were supposed to be going to South Africa, like the whole pretty much mile, well, not the whole, but a lot of the Miles of Memories group was going to be flying first class to South Africa uh, to Cape Town in February. But that has been, the flights have been canceled. So we kind of have to figure out what we're going to do with those rebookings. So I'm looking forward to that trip as well, if, if we can figure it out and get it on the books. Ian, if you're listening to this, get on it already. You know, we're all, <laughs> we're all counting on you to find it for us because you like doing that stuff. So those are the two big ones that I'm looking forward to. Do you have anything, Joe, that you're thinking of for 2021? 
No, I'm kind of with Sean. I just want to go somewhere and hopefully I, I totally know what you mean, Sean, like the number of things we need to think about before we travel now, it's just burdensome. And so it's, it's, it's taken some of the joy out of it. So hopefully by the end of next year, like we can travel and I know we'll still have some things that we need to think about, but hopefully, you know, we'll be able to relax a lot more. And that, I, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most being able to travel in a more carefree fashion. You know, that's what I would love to see in 2021. Quick question, Sean, out of all your strip hotel stays or Vegas hotel stays, you know, what is, what's the one that stood out room wise for you? Well, stay, uh, stay tuned for uh, the Rio stuff because uh, they kind of screwed me on my room here. That was a big thing. I, the most surprising room, I think, was Planet Hollywood because I hadn't been there since they renovated it. And with the rates that they charge, you know, 20 bucks midweek a lot of the time, the rooms there are solid. I mean, you're talking about rooms that have separate tub and shower, five, 600 square feet, so they're pretty big and brand new modern decor. So it's, uh, yeah, I think that I just thought I was really surprised. I wasn't expecting that. And Cromwell was a disappointment, I think. So uh, that, Ooh, was, that was the one I was looking Cromwell's most forward to, I think, but it was probably the biggest uh, disappointment of all of them, but I've been, I've enjoyed it. It's kind of me rediscovering a city. I've always sort of in touch with Las Vegas, but I don't stay on the strip nearly as much as I am now. So I feel like it allowed me to uh, get back in touch with my inner Vegas, I guess, which doesn't include gambling. I, so I don't know what my inner Vegas really is, but <laughs> <laughs> I should say, you know, top two, three uh, memories, like from travel, not trip, but like just being travel wise from 2020 would be, being at the the circus swim out at their uh, rooftop pool at night, you know, watching the sunset, seeing the lights of all of the old school Vegas uh, like plaza and stuff out there, and just the weather was perfect. You know, the music was great, the drinks were flowing. Um, that was a great night. I really had a lot of fun there, and I can't wait to go back to Circa. It's already top two, three places in Vegas for me. And at night, being at that pool, hanging out is probably as good as it gets in Vegas right now. And uh, let's move on to rapid fires to close out the show. Mark, get us started. Yeah, so I wrote an article today. Uh, there's two cards that you should get and get them right now if you have any interest in them. It's it's very specific to certain people, but they are the World of Hyatt card and the Amex Gold card. The World of Hyatt because it gives you ten free night or ten elite nights next year, and they've lowered the globalist uh, threshold to thirty nights. So. Get you a third of the way there if you sign up for it. So if you're going for the uh, World of Hyatt status run next year, definitely grab that card if you're eligible. If you're under 524 and you don't currently have it or haven't had it in the last two years. And the Amex Gold because, you know, all Amex cards you can kind of triple dip this kind of year or double dip. You know, you sign up, you get the airline incidental credit in 2020, then you can get it again in 2021. And then you can also get it again in 2022 before you have to pay that second annual fee. So that's like all Amex cards, but the gold for a specific reason, because the airline incidental is going away next year. So this is your last chance to double dip that as well as you'll get the Uber credit starting next year at $10 a month. So, you know, this is as good as it's going to get in terms of credits with that card. So that's why I would suggest to get it now if it's on your radar. It might even be worth grabbing if you wanted to get another one to expand your four times grocery earning. You know, if you have a player two, have them refer it. So you kind of get like a welcome offer. 20, 30, 35,000 points from that. So that's like your welcome offer. You don't have to do any spend, but you'll get the uh, the two airline incidental credits. You'll get the Uber credits next year, which will cover the annual fee. 
and then you'll you'll have double the spend for groceries. So something to consider. How about you, Sean? My rapid fire is the Las Vegas back to Las Vegas construction tour that we just posted uh, today as we're recording this on Tuesday. And I went all around the city, all of the new projects coming from the brand new convention center expansion with its Tesla tunnel system to Resorts World, Virgin Hotels, which is the old Hard Rock, to tons of other projects, nine or 10 different projects all around the city, the MSG Sphere, which is amazing. So check that out if you want to see what's coming to Las Vegas in the next year and uh, into the future. Joe? So uh, my rapid fire is to check out episode 150 of the Savarashi Observation Deck. It was our last episode. It was the Festivus episode. If uh, you've been listening for a long time, you know Festivus is our most fun episode of the year. Uh, we decided to close up shop, um, but we ended on a high note. So one last time, check out the observation deck and yeah, and then you can clear it from your feeds in the future. But don't worry, I won't go anywhere from here. That is, unless you want to get rid of one of the frat boys, in which case, leave a review. <laughs> hint hint to next to next week, but it's been a hell of a run, Joe. A hell of a run. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I uh, haven't been on the show in, in quite a few episodes, but I did a lot of shows. I think I did it four or five times, and you guys were pretty much the earliest, I think, Miles and Points podcast, or certainly one of the earliest and the first that I personally listened to. And I was uh, grateful to be asked to be a guest many times, and thank you and Trevor, even Joe Cortez from way back in the day for having me and uh, for giving us all entertainment, all of us Miles Joe, and Points. Joe minutes. even let me laugh on there once. That's because I asked Sean to come on, but he said he didn't want to come on and that I had to have Mark. So, <laughs> Oh, a sloppy second. I don't think that's Man. it. But I did, I mean, I did it, I think, I think I went back, I think I did it five times. So, uh, and each one was like different. We did, I did one with like Richard Kerr where we talked about family travel and I did one about Vegas. Wasn't the first one you did Chase? Chase, yeah, just it was like back. That was when like episode doing, seven. It was like yeah, episode it was early, seven or something. It was early on. They were like, Let's we're going to talk about everything Chase. Chase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got nerdy about Chase for yeah. That was uh, that was uh, good. I mean, I it think. was fun back then. It's it's yeah, funny, think, like you couldn't do an episode like that now, but back then, like no one was talking about anything, so you know it was fun to talk about. We did episodes on Amex, Chase, and City, and like yeah. what was good and bad about each bank. Imagine someone doing that now; people would be <laughs> yeah. so bored. We get we'd get we'd get so many uh, mean reviews. <laughs> So maybe we should do that. <laughs> yes. I'm very no. pumped for next week, so I hope everybody enjoys it. We picked out the three meanest reviews and uh, got some kicks out of them. So we appreciate all reviews. We prefer good ones, but, uh, you know, let us know what you're feeling. A review is good either way. And uh, let's close it out, Joe, when they're not uh, listening to this podcast or Saverosity Observation Deck, which is now defunct, but they should listen to the final episode. Where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at Azure Flies all over social media. You can find links to all of my stuff there. What about you, Mark? Where can people find you? And Disney Deciphered, right? That's right. That link is there. <laughs> it's covered. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Uh, you can email me, Mark, at milestomemories.com. Uh, comment on any of the articles on the website, Miles to Memories. I'll get back to you there. Join our Facebook groups, our Diamond Lounge, become a Patreon member. So you can watch this uh, hot mess go down live and join in on the fun. How about you, Sean? Milestomemories.com for uh, 47.2 articles per week. And I do want to stop for one second as we close the show and just thank both of you guys for an amazing year. It's been crazy. Uh, we started the show, you know, a few months before this year came. So 
we had been doing it for a little while, but we didn't You're know quite some math there. <laughs> we didn't quite know what was going to happen with the pandemic and everything else. And, and, you know, some of the shows were tedious. Some of them were hard, but you guys were here each and every week with me. And I appreciate uh, just the hard work and the effort in trying to, to keep this going. And of course, Mark being the managing editor on the website and keeping all of that going, he really is the uh, backbone of miles to memories. And uh, I thank him so tremendously as this is our, our last show, but Thank you so much for listening. MilesToMemories.com is where you can go for everything, our podcast, YouTube, uh, all of our articles, links to our Facebook groups, and how you can get involved with the Patreon and everything else on MilesToMemories.com. Thanks so much for listening. Next week will be that pre-recorded show with all of our favorite reviews and clips, and then we'll be back with you in the new year. Thanks so much for listening. Happy, Happy New holidays. Year. Happy New Peace. Year. Bye. Love all you people. I think I'm still hearing Sean's thing right now. <laughs> I'm just not used to the setup here and muting, that's all. Just, I'll, get, I'll get it. It's just it one been, button. It's just one button, man, okay? It would have been I'll, I can do it for if, you, too. If, if he was muting Audacity, but not muting. <laughs> okay, no, for the I 17th time, it. let's talk about the post-dessert. <laughs>